0: Hello, hello! Welcome to the Slap Podcast. I want to introduce myself. My name is Cassie, and I'm excited for our very first podcast episode. So you'll be getting to know us more as time goes on. So I want to let my co-host introduce herself and tell you a little bit about our podcast. Choms
1: here. Um, First name is Choma. People call me Choms. I just want to say thank you for tuning into our first ever episode of Sounds Like a Personal Problem. We love you listeners, listener, or even just the gaping void of the sound vacuum. We're just thankful that we finally got this off the ground because we've named Slap Slap because we hope, you know, and we know that everything we joke, scream, declare, and dare to say on here is a reflection of our own opinions, and if you're... I mean, just in case you're wondering why we didn't just put a spin on it and dub it like sounds like our personal problems, it's because I mean, think about it sounds like our personal problems is slops and slops doesn't slap, like slap jets. <laughs> um, but as my co-host lovingly introduced to me, I'm going to give a moment to shout her out because you're going to obviously hear me do this a lot. I don't want to say I worship this individual, but I have so much respect for her. Um, But I'm giving her a shout out, particularly in this first episode, because she's definitely not only the producer of this podcast, I would say she's probably like the proprietor and the purveyor of the title. Um, When we were, when she first suggested that we do this, I kept panicking because I was just like, okay, well, why would anyone care about what we have to say? Like, what if they go in on us for expressing our opinions? Like, this is why I don't have social media. Like, I, like who cares what we have to say? And she just kept shrugging, like, you know, if they have an issue, like, sounds like a personal problem. We're just having fun and that's their issue. Um, and I was just like, yeah, sounds like a person. So just started picking up, like, sounds like a personal problem and best slap was born.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you. That was a wonderful introduction. I feel like, yeah, explained it so well. It's going to be sounds like a personal problem. We just want to share our opinions and make it fun. We're just having fun talking with each other. So we want to share with you all as well. So, and if there's an issue,
1: I mean, what is our personal problem is also your personal problem, apparently. So, there you go. Without further ado,
0: my girl, we're going to get right into it. Let's get right into it. But our first segment, which is going to change from week to week. So each week we'll pick a topic ranging from music, TV shows, movies, or anything rankable and explain or argue why we rank them where we do. So this week we're going to rank which decade has the best pop songs. (laughs) So we're going to see where me and Choma lie. So uh, let's get started, Choms. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you want to go first or I can go first whatever you feel we, we uh why don't you go first yeah okay so the decades we're gonna be actually ranking is the decades we've been alive in because that makes the most sense to start that's off actually, the, dec- the decades we've been going, alive in. perfect <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna go with the 90s 2000s and 2000s 10, pop songs so me and Choma, we, we love pop music. We love all, we love lots of different types of music, but pop music is just wonderful in many different ways. So we just wanted to start off with that. So with that being said, I'm going to start off by ranking my top decade for pop songs. Okay. And I mean, many people would be like, why would you rank the, this, this certain decade as the top pop songs? I'm going to tell you why. The two thousands. <laughs> I know people say the nineties is the best music. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The two thousands pop songs just off the charts. are off the charts. C- great word, <laughs> off, off the <laughs> charts. They just have a certain je ne sais quoi. Is it the right word? Right. Think Genes- about it. Like
1: two thousands pop gave us toxic, hips don't lie, Beyonce in general. And it like think it just like I'm just gonna leave Beyonce as like a whole. My honestly goals. beyonce <laughs> I don't even in know general like, katie perry's i kissed a girl mr Brightside, paper planes like it's just like, like all of those and know,
0: yeah and i know some people will be like why'd you put beyonce in pop songs yes we know beyonce is an r&b queen as well but but right. if you just listen to her songs, she has that little pop feel. Two words: single ladies. Single I don't. Ladies I mean, think of Exactly.
1: Song. In fact, that'll be the, the the Beyonce title we'll use for two thousand pop song: single ladies. Talking single ladies. Don't lie, single ladies. I kissed a girl. Mr. Brightside. Paper
0: planes. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Two thousands pop songs are amazing, and I especially love. Beside Beyonce, I especially love. The toxic era that Britney Spears shared right. with the world. Mm-hmm. Wonderful music. So I just every time I hear it, it just gets me going. So the two thousands pop songs are my number one. So that's what I'm gonna rank as my top. So going into my number two, this is gonna be, be it's gonna be hard, but I'm going to rank the '90s as number two because I mean. It's just a little special place in my heart. The '90s, I grew up as a '90s baby. Nineties 90s yeah. I, to be. Yeah, I just, I just can't put it at number three. So '90s pop songs, "Wannabe," "I Want It That Way," "Barbie Girl," "Baby One More Time," "Tearing Up My Heart." It was like boy band central, like with their in sync and Backstreet Boys dominating the charts. Like it was amazing. Loved it. So I'm putting that as number two, even though I will say 2010, which is of course my third ranking. I mean, look, 2010 (laughs) pop music.
1: (laughs) And we just got out of the 2010. So it's just like, if there's like the element of like the recency bias versus like the primacy bias of the nineties, I mean, like, and maybe that's what's impacting me is the rec- recency bias is because, yeah. like, I gotta argue with you, I I think 2010 pop songs is, like, my top, but I'll let yeah. you explain why it's your third.
0: <laughs> okay, yes, so, oh, that's that's an interesting that's an interesting take. I will say, <laughs> it is my third, but I, I will agree with you on the little, the, the greatness of the 2010s, right. the recency, like, the last, like, I guess, two or three years, yeah. the artist Dua Lipa, like, almost every song she's come out with recently has been great I love it I want to keep going and listening to it over and over again so that is my my ranking so once again mine is 2000s is number one 90s is number two 2010s is number three so I'm going to let Chomes tell us her rankings and we'll see where our differences lie
1: interesting because like you know the rankings like like are you in agreement are you up for a so I think I think where the where you place the 90s like we're in agreement it's again like I said it's our nascence. we were born in the 90s like it's like we carry such beautiful memories there the music it's just like the 90s was just like I, like again it's iconic and so I don't think I've ever described the other eras and decades is iconic before but it's so interesting mm-hmm. that i'm saying that right now because i'm putting it at number two and like i said i'm gonna keep 2010s at my number one because i mean it gave us somebody i used to know mi gente truth hurts as much as i'm not really happy with see right now chandelier was like whew, yeah that, song that was, was a- disney goosebumps and like we got gundam style in like 2012 was it that was like my first year of college
0: that so Yeah, about, that was like one of the first songs that hit like a billion views on exactly like six, on K-pop. YouTube. Just
1: like and it's and I have to take in consideration the fact that you know think about it. Beyonce came out with Formation and the Lemonade album just barely oh. what, 2016.
0: Oh my! And you goodness. have like
1: Sicko Mo with Travis Scott 2000. I don't know what year that was. Like twenty. I don't. I don't know. I'm actually not gonna pretend I know what year that was. But it was like, <laughs> yeah, like these are the 2010s. Like these are those are just examples. So I'm just. I mean. I do, obviously, you know, like I have a special place in my heart for Coldplay and Viva La Vida is like my favorite song of all time. Uh-huh. And that was 2008, but I'm still going to end up putting the 2000s at my number
0: three. Wow. Okay. So wait. We were- okay. So, so Trauma's rankings are 2010 is number one, 90s is number two. We don't have to argue about the 90s. We both agree it's number two. Right. And then 2000s is number three.
1: I mean, I'm going to, like, I feel like we round each other out. We balance each other out. We round
0: each other out, but Trauma how many songs you like even recently we, we went through an article about 20 20 songs that will transport you back to the 2000s everywhere <laughs> like, by michelle branch you know that i don't know if we can sing all these songs because copyright so. and all that ryan cabrera on the way down like yeah. come on ashley simpson ashley yeah. simpson falling for you Kobe calais
1: not a Kobe calais fan so
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Don't so that I works out say, for me. Pretend I didn't say Kobe Callet. <laughs> Let me go to <laughs> Ashley Simpson Pieces of Me.
1: <laughs> Again. And that's something I would describe as iconic. I, that song. I don't know why that song.
0: I I, I love it. Like, I love that song. <laughs> and it's just and so.
1: And that, that classic SNL fiasco.
0: I watched that actually like a month ago. It was so like <laughs>
1: so
0: bad. Oh, so bad. But I'm like, she she took it like a champ. Like she did.
1: And she also didn't need to get like um I don't want to say canceled or I guess like back then it was blacklisted she yeah
0: like they were they went too hard on her well as we saw
1: that we'll discuss in a minute oh um, we'll discuss how they were going in on
0: people like that at that time yes and then let me just give you about two more for the 2000s just so I can give you a little bit over my head by the fray I'm a, I'm a free girl yeah i'm definitely a, a free wow car. okay and i have to find one more because oh kiss me by Sixpence none the richer so that's... i just
1: didn't even know who even the artist of that song was so reading that article, I was again i feel like because i'm on the cusp of millennial and gen z maybe that's why you're
0: but you're technically you or unless you want to be considered as a millennial, absolutely not don't do that to me well then you gotta pick and choose because you're not gen z i've so. always identified
1: as more of the especially because i grew up with you guys you guys were like concretely distinctly millennials where yeah. i'm they, I, they define me as a cusper so i've always aligned more so with Y'all, but sometimes, like some certain song or some certain moments or pop culture things, you guys will be talking about, it, and I'm like, oh, I really guess I didn't have that grasp on that. Uh, that y'all did.
0: So I feel me, you.
1: Like, I don't know who the artist is for that song. I just heard Maps for the first time. What was it? Three years ago?
0: You're you're kidding. You know I'm what? I'm not kidding. You know what? Okay, I I can I can see why you ranked the way you ranked, even <laughs> like, though we're right. we're two years apart. Right. But I can see like how yeah. that two years played a role because MAPS was like the song.
1: And it's funny because the person that introduced me to the song MAPS is born in the same year as you. And she, it came on the radio and she, like, she swerved the car, she was freaking out. She's like, I love this song. And I was like, oh, who sings this? I've never heard it before. I love it. And of course she didn't respond to that thankfully because she was in her, in her moment, but it was you and your sister that made me realize, oh yeah, um, this was a, this was a major song back (laughs) then.
0: The yeah, yeah, yeahs yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, in our in a future episode I feel like we need to rank the generations. And we might even have to like break us up. Mm-hmm. We probably no, we could
1: de- we could definitely break us up. Because I mean you don't always up for a debate and like seeing different sides of things. Yeah. It would just be it wouldn't even be interesting if you and I agreed on everything. But I That's feel trick. like if we I feel like just mark my words, I feel like you and I are gonna end up like agreeing on it we could easily write them down and then show our rankings to each other and read them out loud like i feel like you and i are gonna end up seeing eye to eye
0: okay i i feel you on that one but if if we
1: don't something something new to learn about you learning something new about you every day
0: right (laughs) so that's our ranking segment i i think i think you kind of got a feel of how our our different opinion are and how it's gonna go so we're gonna move on to the next segment and i'm gonna have Choma, let's let her introduce us to the next segment and what it's called and what we're going to talk about.
1: If I had to rank our segment, just kidding. Um, <laughs> so this segment, this segment is sort of like a play on words, um, like a sort of doublespeak. It's spelled like sweet teas, plural, like the South and the sweet tea, but. It has two parts, so sweet teas is like weekly shade, and if you want to address or potentially vituperate anybody that week um, and something shady they 've done um, you can just spill the sweet tea and sip it as you as you go in on them, and there's also sweeties, which I really love that we 're going to get to do the segment because as every day goes on, every year goes on it's the older we get, and the more exposure and transparency we have in our culture, just for me, like I said, the the latter really just prioritizes enjoying pieces or parts of life, despite you know our dejection as we're subject to societal objection, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so this week, um, even though I just went to express how much love I have for sweeties this week, we're going to be just sipping our sweet tea. I came across this video of uh, Leah J and her boyfriend. I don't know his name and doesn't really deserve to have his name. Doesn't matter. Exactly. You shall remain nameless, Oldemart. I guess there's was this trend going on where you're trying different foods right now. I think it's Nigerian foods and Mm -hmm. you can easily express your dislike towards something respectfully. And they don't, you don't insult, nor do you degrade somebody's culture like that. And we all know how important and central food is to culture, whether it's art and they were really just dogging this food. And when I say dog in, I'm particularly taking aim at the fact that they said it's basically like, what is this dog food? Or it tastes like dog food, something of that variety. And I'm trying really hard in my, you know, twenties, my late twenties to not take things personally. um, Because that's like a, just, that's a, not an effective use of your energy that really pissed me off because I think I took it so personally towards our culture. Yeah. Um, And then I sent it to you and I was like, look. I'm have to go in and on on this tonight. I know this wasn't planned, but I'm gonna get to address this.
0: I agree with you. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, why are you, if you okay? You never tried this food before, so you're gonna get on camera, and there is a potential you will not like this food. Like, we all know that there, you've tried different kind of cultural food, or even just general food, anyway. You might not like it that's yep. fine but you don't have to go to the extreme and compare it to dog food how do you know what dog food that's tastes degrading. like you're a dog you know what dog food tastes like like you might be a dog you might be a dog so it doesn't make any sense it was just so disrespectful and i don't know this happened with, within the last two weeks but we had to kind of talk about it in, yes in we had to highlight it definitely and,
1: and morad put it just so i'm gonna say perfectly even eloquently he put it perfectly when he was like you not only film this, like you put so much thought into this, you had to edit this, you had to think of this concept, apply it. Um, like, like it's just the editing portion. For, portion For me, the fact that he highlighted that, yeah, you, you went. There were so many points at which you could have just not posted this or mm-hmm. just done away with this whole thing. But it's just you. You purposefully put this up. I don't know exactly. if you were unaware of the disrespect you were like you were subjecting uh, like uh, like us essentially like our people and other other african and black americans who are nigerian or at least align with nigerian um culture mm-hmm. but that's just that's just like i know
0: yeah you said yeah it. It, it was ridiculous it was really ridiculous so Respect. so enough of her and yes. her boyfriend's disrespect um Speaking let's talk about all disrespect. the men who have specifically the white men Yes. I'm highlighting I mean, white is, men. We have to be specific about this. I also don't know
1: maybe the ethnicities and the race of the other two men. The guy that she's currently dating who's obviously not going to be the same category as the white men. Um, I don't know what Sam Lufty is, whoever. Um, I don't, don't know, know. What ethnicity he is, but I'm just particularly pointing the finger at um, Britney Spears' his dad, Justin Timberlake. I think the lawyer's name is like Sam Wallet or something like that or I just have all these names Sam in my head so maybe it's like Alan Wallet or something. probably something, something like that. Matt Lauer um they use their power to denigrate a woman and disparage her.
0: Mm-hmm. Honestly so ridiculous like just looking back at all those clips and it's like of course we were way younger back then so you don't really realize so when you look back in the lens that you view it now it's like wow she went through a lot of stuff we will get more into that later yes. in our podcast but we just but wanted to bring that up sipping the tea at all the white men who fail bernie spears yes. speaking yes. of white men speaking of white men our last part of our, our little uh weekly <laughs> sweet tea weekly shade oh we just my wanted gosh to talk about- i'm thinking like
1: bitter tea uh at- oh i can't even like like unsweetened tea at Graham. Even that tastes
0: a be- bit. Even that tastes better.
1: I know. I'm, even, I'm just like bitter lemonade. Like what? I'm just thinking like maybe like a glass of pee. Um, I'm gonna sip that <laughs> at Lindsey Graham and the geopublicans who are. I can't even believe I'm saying this. Aiming to acquit dumpster truck
0: forty five. Aiming. They're gonna acquit him. That's gonna happen. <sighs>
1: and I, that's where you and, each, you and I balance each other out. Where I'm just like, I'm really hoping like for a Christmas miracle or a Valentine's Day miracle, whatever Aquarius season miracle of this man cannot come off scot-free my voice is breaking
0: (laughs) i'm sorry i'm gonna pop your bubble he's going off scot-free even with the crazy (sighs) lawyers he has that (laughs) have no like sort of coherent thoughts to put together he's getting off scot-free and that kind of leads us into a perfect segue into our next segment is what we call subtlety (laughs) Oh, I, I know y'all are loving what we're calling you. If you're not, um, once again, all these tea themes. if This is just what we want to call it. It's okay if you don't like it. Sounds like a, a personal tea, problem. Sweet tea,
1: because we're super
0: pet tea, like. Hey. <laughs> so our next our next part is talking about current political events. So we're calling it subtlety, but it's basically impossible to separate politics from the perspectives that shape our everyday lives. This week's political tomfoolery, love the word.
1: Love <laughs> Tom that tomfoolery
0: <laughs> is basically Trump's impeachment trial. Like it's just it's just a big circus to me. Like this it's a the big word. It's a big circus. And all of the Trump publicans, GOP publicans have clown makeup on their face because they keep <sighs> oh talking God. about the constitution and they're not following the constitution how much you want to bet they've never even like they've only like highlighted they
1: got the cliff notes and
0: oh, cliff notes one the one, one you thing. put in your pocket like the ones okay. they would hand out at like government buildings and um in college they would hand out constitutions that's oh the one God. they have and that this is just like everything. the
1: rant like again this is the rampant the rampant trickery that we referenced in you know our show's description like we didn't say we were <laughs> <laughs> we were like this is this is a podcast about politics no like we we wanted to specifically note that you know it's we're going to address some of the trickery that is politics i only and even just like you're saying with the lawyers i watched a portion of the lawyers monologue i'm gonna call it a monologue at this
0: point because <laughs> <laughs> like what, what what was he saying
1: oh god it's like there's just so many like and that's perfect why we that's part of the reason why we named this segment subtlety is like the subtleties of politics like those are those have the worst and the most significant ramifications in our society and we keep just if you didn't want to come to a podcasting about politics it's understandable but like it just seeps into our everyday
0: everyday lives. Yeah, you can't disconnect people. it. You and can't. honestly sometimes if people say, "Oh, I'm not very political." It's like that's that's nice that you can't be political like that's you don't have to be, be an extreme political person to just right. know about things that are happening right now in our current atmosphere. Like That's honestly a
1: vacation that we cannot afford.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can't afford it. I've I, I got to know what's going on. i got to know what's, what's going down. But yeah. I will say one part of the trial that happened on Tuesday mm-hmm. that was just so damning, like the evidence, <sighs> so damning against Donald Trump. I don't know. I forgot how long the video was nine, ten, twelve minutes. Twelve minute video. However long that it was, mm-hmm. whoever spliced that impeachment trial video together that showed the 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 riot, the, the rioters going into the Capitol, Trump's um, speech going in there, his tweets, like the background stuff. Whoever spliced that together, you've won the chef's kiss award. Kiss <laughs> because I was just like whoa like it even it's even more heinous <laughs> than you can even imagine
1: that person deserves a golden a golden globe just like a golden globe. be snubbed for, for all the ones that we want to
0: be <laughs> nominated be snubbed, but like, no but that. i was just wanted to give a shout out to whoever made that video because it golden was globe. Like, it was wonderful like i was like wow i was i was it was gripping i was like this is, I word. I you're, like, you're, you keep using all these like perfect words. Gripping yes, is, appreciate word. it. You know, you're the word queen. I'm not the word queen. You're the you're word queen.
1: queen. You might be coming from my title, my no.
0: y'all will see as you keep as you keep listening. Listen to what Choma saying. You'll hear some <laughs> words, and you'll be like, "What does that mean?" I you gotta Google it. That's what Visionary I am talking sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to emphasize, like, we know, we know, Trump is gonna, gonna get. Qu- acquitted of all of these and he's not going to face any consequences because why Mm -hmm. he's rich he's white right and he's a man yep the trifecta and you're you're fine you're gonna get you're gonna get off scot free
1: thank you for touching on that because i wasn't sure if you were you know because like the whole subtlety thing you were gonna even vocalize that highlighting the fact that he's rich other than the fact that he's white and Mm -hmm. a man I was just thinking about like, you know, influencers being beautiful affords you things that even if you're not rich, you still get. And it's just like, it just highlights to me how much, how much power there is in money because I don't mean to go in on anybody's looks here. That's not what our society is trying to do. But this man is so hard to look at (laughs) and just gets away with so much because
0: he's rich. He's rich. He gets away with so much because he's rich. That's just what it is, so, it boils down you. to it. Yep, I thank you for your it.
1: insight. Because that's what you're also gonna come to realize, people, is that Cassie's a very insightful individual. She's not someone who um, compliments herself, but I'm gonna highlight it here. Um, lots of insights and wisdom from this girl.
0: Appreciate it, appreciate it. I, I, try, to, I try to take in the compliments, but sometimes, okay. Don't fight it, <laughs> accept it. <laughs> <laughs> yes it is time dying.
1: for so obviously we can't play the clip of the song but we can reference it um this segment is called god's whisper when you're going through day life and all of a sudden like that insight hits or you just feel like a higher entity is talking to you i just feel like astrology <laughs> speaks to me like that yes <laughs> my mom's gonna hear this and go god forbid um, right i'm going go to hell <laughs> it's like god is the only high being who's talking to you but i'm an astrology junkie that's trying to get everybody to go down to hell with me um so i'm taking you with me we're just gonna have a good
0: time we're going i mean god's (laughs) whisper isn't as an an apt title because i mean god is in everything i feel like god is in astrology as well (laughs) whatever you believe in if you even if you don't believe in anything right i think you 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 have something you have something there
1: i hope if people who don't believe in anything at least believe in themselves um exactly you believe in yourself yes I, i actually just thought of the exact moment that this title came to us for this segment was when we both still had co-star and we would get those notifications <laughs> let's not even um we're not even going to talk about in fact co can be another episode of Sweet yeah we'll, yes. we'll talk about well that. if you would like to know more about that we will explain it um but you were talking about how spot on it was and i just texted you i will not sing the lyric but i <laughs> the lyric is i hear god's whisper and so i texted it to you and i was like look that's gonna be the name of our of our, of our segment, if we ever do the podcast and I yeah. uh, get to talk about astrology. So, without further ado, um, go ahead. Thursday. Thursday is the new moon in Aquarius. And it fits in that our episode and podcast debuts in the new moon of Aquarius of all the signs. Um, and so, let me just talk a bit about like the new moon in general. Like a new moon is always going to reflect like new beginnings and growth. Um, and whatever sign that falls under the new moon, it's going to have an energy. All the, the characteristics that have to do that sign have a lot to do with how your new moon is going to affect, be affected, how it's going to go. This new moon is like going to consist of, you know, social pursuits and trying something new and typically like, you know unusual radical undertakings because like I said the new moon falls in under Aquarius and Aquarius mm-hmm. um like I said Aquarius characterizes a lot of radicalism Aquarius's ruling planet is Uranus and Uranus is the only planet that tilts I think is the word or spins 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 on its side whereas all the other planets spin um it spins vertically but all the other planets um, spin horizontally. Oh. So, Aquarius is always going to be that sign that you know is a lot more progressive and innovative and just marches to the beat of its own, beat of its own drum. And the main thing I want people to take away here is if you know your rising, um, you can figure out where the new moon falls, um, under what house because your rising defines your houses. So, if Bob will allow me to say what her rising is, I can talk <laughs> about. <laughs> how the new moon will affect her.
0: Yes, Choma, go ahead, Choma, go ahead.
1: (laughs) So I call her Bob and I'll explain that nickname another time. So Cassie's rising is Leo. This falls into your seventh house because your rising is always going to define your first house and so on and so forth. You just travel down the Zodiac to calculate your houses. Since the new moon is in Aquarius, it's going to fall into your seventh house. And your seventh house is your house of relationships. And typically people think it has a lot to do like marriage and love, but it really just emphasizes relationships as a whole, like your businesses, your business relationships, your partnerships, whether it's like your, um, you know, your groups and your networks partnerships, even in a sense. Um, so I consider us to be both obviously yeah, a loving business partnership. Um, and I've always said that you're my partner in time. So, and so I'm going look at yours. And so since it's falling in the seventh house, like this new moon is a favorable time for you to begin new relationship. If you're considering, you know, partnering up with somebody about something or considering making new friends, or if you're considering doing a podcast with your favorite
0: individual known as me. I mean, <laughs> I'm doing one of those right now. starting a new venture, <laughs> starting a new relationship. So it's kind I know. of a the the whole forefront.
1: separate partnership. And so I'm just reading yours. I was like, Flipping out because again, this stuff sometimes the stuff is just too accurate. Sometimes I just feel like it really speaks to our lives. And I'm thinking maybe I should take this more seriously. And this is a good time to make contacts or to make something public. Make something public. Hmm. Perhaps maybe debuting the your podcast. No, that just I don't think that's no.
0: I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> Why not?
1: Everybody listening to this or nobody listening to this or the Grant, vacuum of space <laughs> like we talked about <laughs> <laughs> the keeping void of the sound vacuum and so now i'm going to focus on mine um i'm obviously forthcoming enough to say that my rising is a libra i'm very proud of my rising more than most of the other placements in my chart um so this means that the new moon falls in my fifth house and you know the fifth house um is ruled by leo which happens to be you know your rising and your your seventh house is ruled by my rising
0: ha ha not we just so adorable Aww. Just stuck with each other. Um, So
1: since Leo presides and characterizes the fifth house, um, really it's emphasized by childlike joy, pleasure, and creativity. And since the new moon is falling in my fifth house, it sparks my creative juices and and tells me to endeavor in any just-for-fun pursuits. And you and I love this the idea of this podcast because we're not doing this for money or for fame or anything. We're doing this because it's just fun for us. And it was just this creative outlet that we were really seeking and just so excited to talk about every single time. Um, one thing it did, I did note in my research and the new moon where it falls is it says that, you know, I, I might need to be aware of this special awareness, um, that I have a need of approval or feedback from others. And the only thing I can think of really, um, of course, other than my parents and being a Libra rising that, you know, Libras take a lot of their energy from other people. I'm just wondering, mm-hmm. I'm just like, if we are, were to ever potentially have listeners, I'm like, am I buying for their approval? Like, I'm always welcoming their feedback. So like, you know, ways that we could make this, sh- like obviously make this venture a lot more fun and, you know, enjoy yeah. for them to listen to. So that was something that I was just like, oh, wow, like, again, this is way too accurate. Um, and I'm obviously talking really fast because I'm super excited. And lastly, it was um, the new moon in my fifth house emphasizes deriving pleasure from like the ways that my creativity impacts the world around me. And, you know, I've been doing a lot more creative stuff lately, fortunately. And so doing this creative, venture with you and like I call this a passion project if anything has been the thing I've been most excited about so yes it just seems so effing fitting that our first episode is the
0: new moon in Aquarius I just I I I think it's just meant to be it's It's just just meant to be be. (laughs) And I just love when you talk about astrology because I I like astrology too, but <laughs> Choma knows way more than me about astrology. So I just sit in awe and listen to all that she knows about it because I'm just like, wow, I'm
1: just like <laughs> just geeking out. You're fun so to surprised. learn.
0: Like I even just learned that uh, Uranus is a different spins differently. I probably learned that in elementary probably. school, but totally forgot years I and years. Don't now. even think about it anymore. But now I know again.
1: It get it just re, re, like it revamps your knowledge of the solar systems like setting astrology yeah. and I'm hoping so, that I always joke that Chelsea's going to be our resident astrologer and she's a, she's a fellow C name as well so it works yeah um, we'll, she we'll welcome her
0: one day to the podcast so she can... will just blow y'all's minds all the knowledge she has about astrology yeah we'll we'll uh, do a full <laughs> podcast with right just I know let's oh. just do let's just do it with
1: I like <laughs> we're doing you a disservice because we don't have the knowledge she has and like in fact like even a crime like we're basically like we're
0: would you mean you astrology light? Like if right. no, if trauma is astrology light, there's no nothing after <laughs> mine.
1: <laughs> oh no, no. There's there's um what's like in Spanish class, like there's beginner Spanish, there's intermediate, and there's advanced. I'm intermediate. I'm
0: beginner. you beginner,
1: and she's advanced.
0: She has an oh perfect perfect analogy. <laughs> Chef's kiss a word.
1: <laughs> no, but like I said, like we we, we this is just me geeking out cassie is so like fun and just on like she's on board for anything and like i said i feel like we're just low-key doing y'all a disservice that we got to bring chelsea on very soon because i feel like it's a crime discussing astrology without her
0: but i think your intermediate astrology knowledge is pretty good so we'll 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 stick with that for now so we can bring chelsea on (laughs) so she can talk about it (laughs) so As we end that segment, we're going to um, our second to last segment, which we're calling our true crime segment.
1: Yeah, so, that's actually funny because I was just like, we're doing a lot of true crime, but we're basically committing <laughs> a true crime by not having Chelsea.
0: Yeah, we've yes, already committed our own true crime, but not I, having Chelsea. Oh it. my goodness, yeah. So basically our true crime segment is, well, what the name says, true crime. So we're going to be, it's either going to be talking about the normal true crime that everybody thinks about right. or just general social wrongdoings that happen so essentially yep. the juro crime narratives the general true crime that everybody thinks about by or, yeah. yeah by law or de facto social wrongdoings which is, is what our true crime segment is going to be because lots of things are true crimes in everyday life that is not just about murder and serial killing and all that so right
1: there's like law and order sbu true crime or how to make a Murder, or there's you know the de facto true crime of um the fact that you know the obamas don't have a son our age or kamala <laughs> doesn't have a son that we could potentially marry Or
0: that's gonna be for another mean... podcast we're gonna dive deep into choma's love <laughs> for the obama obamas but we're, she, her love for the Obamas is just about them as <laughs> as a family, not about the politics, because I can, we can go yeah. down a deep rabbit hole. Obviously, and, we
1: have segments to go on in. things.
0: <laughs> we disagree with that the Oba- that <laughs> President Obama did, not Michelle. Michelle's not a politician, but right. um, that President Obama did in his, his time as president. But right. she loves them. They're actually great. They're just, they're just great.
1: They warm my heart in the darkness. Yeah.
0: yeah. So besides their politics and certain stuff, we're talking about them as people. Them of, as of what, we, of what we know, what we see yes. of them.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, like I said, it's, there's the de the jure true crime of, you know, which translates to like by law or of the law. And there's de the facto, which is more of like the societal, you know, violation of like social mores kind of thing. Or I don't want to say social injustice, because sometimes I feel like social injustice does so i'm even to say maybe true crime like it's sometimes it's hard to, for us to pick and discern the difference between the two yeah. even like today's topic i'm looking at today's and i'm thinking is this like i mean well if we're talking about by law then it's not de jure; it's more of a de facto uh yeah. especially like the outcry about it but i'm gonna let you take away actually and introduce what we're talking about but that's just a way of describing what our true crime segment is yeah. about
0: but before i do that because if if I really think about it, my, my, my go to for true crime, I always think about the murders and the, right. the kidnappings and all right. of that stuff yeah. is what I go to. So I think we can kind of separate it that way because I, I know right. people think of it in that specific way, but we're kind of playing on the name and talking about. <laughs> that is a true crime. And we're not trying to take away from the seriousness of actual of the actual true crime as it is, but we're, we're just trying to play on the words of exactly and
1: everything, not everything, but they're just, there's so much about life that has multiple meanings and we're just having fun with it.
0: Yeah. So (laughs) for our true crime of this week, we're going to talk about the New York times framing of Britney Spears. You heard us talk about Justin Timberlake earlier in this podcast. Justin Timberlake. We're going to have to talk about him again. But just the whole documentary that the New York Times came out with was... It was a great documentary to actually give us a look back onto what actually Britney Spears went through growing up in the spotlight. And if you really think about it, like she was she was so young and then there was a specific part of the of the documentary she was 17 years old and this talk show host I don't know what country they were in or whatever started talking about her breasts 17 years old and you're under talking age. About, about her breasts is that normal that's not normal, it's not normal. That is it's not normal so she was under so much scrutiny and pressure she had mom's threatening to shoot her diane sawyer do, was diane sawyer Diane do, sawyer, do, oh, her, her interview with diane sawyer was horrible i oh. think a
1: matter about the diane sawyer interview I, I, again like uh, holding our fellow women to a certain standard. I, again I, I understand that it's wrong to hold us to a higher standard in terms of like equality except you would think with your empathy and your ability to relate as a woman being in the journalism field and having to scrap the way you have been and being subjected to sexism that Diane Sawyer would have gone easier on her that I think that was just completely that was that's like just beat her over a bat at that point or or shoot her like the Maryland um the governor of Maryland's wife was even
0: basically better.
1: like Diane Sawyer I not even I don't like saying the word should but she should have known better
0: she should have known better and it's just just the, the the tabloids the way the Papa paparazzi was following her everywhere she was just under so much scrutiny and then back then they're like oh my gosh britney is crazy she shaved off her head it's like what else is she you, you've taken everything else from her she wants to have some sort of control over something in her life right. so she's going she to shave her head and she's like she's she was younger than
1: we are now when that happened
0: exactly and like she was going through a lot That's she bad. had like two kids Mm-hmm. At the time, postpartum, and postpartum hormones, all that, all of that. She's so a human like, being, yeah. And wow, it's just it's just so it's just, it was just so shocking to see and how her dad is just still over her and, and he's the owner of is it conservatorship, right? Was what it, I, what it's called?
1: Can I interrupt you for a second and ask you what you thought of that? When I when so when they started introducing that whole portion of the conservatorship, the, the main question booming through my mind is. If her mom is the one that's been on this journey with her so actively from the beginning, I get it. Like, especially in Southern cultures, I'll even say, go as far as to say that, like, that you do defer to the man. But the whole mm-hmm.
0: time I just kept thinking, like, well, mom, 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 like, why wasn't her mom thought of I, it? That? I, I, that, that was an interesting thing. And I, I, I think it's just the way, it, like you're saying, maybe it's Southern culture thing. But I just think that the dad was just in it for the money. Like, he just wants to have control over the money.
1: That's what they foreshadowed in the beginning of the document I mean not to give anything too much away but you know they it, they there were so many like harbingers like just sprinkled throughout that whole thing mm-hmm. that even watching this documentary for all the things we thought we knew, I like the I, I really appreciate the fact that they started off talking about like the family life and you know how and exhibiting the dad's personality early on because then all of this starts to make so much sense and anybody watching this that potentially has the power to intervene, I it's the way that they framed it is just I really think it's effective because it just goes to show he may he he not may not he obviously does not have her best interests at heart yeah uh, the way her mom would and all the other people on her team her support yeah. system I don't want to say team because it sounds like legal team but like within her social
0: within circle. yeah her, her her closest circle like he yeah did, he didn't and if if she she now she's not going to be per- she doesn't want to perform anything until she can have control over what she she has and it's just like of course like and you know what I want to give a shout out to those um those stands of hers like I mean I don't I can't ever consider myself a stan of anybody <laughs> but I do appreciate some some of these people the way they were like they're going and fighting for her and saying like <laughs> get her out of this thing like that's the power of believing in something power of believing in something mm-hmm. so yeah I don't know that that whole documentary was just eye-opening to me and then I don't know just just it just made me made me sad like for everything you know, that that was going we didn't on.
1: even text about it all that much which told me like you and know, I were both having like
0: yeah like- but let's be specific on one certain part and we're gonna bring it to Justin Timberlake oh my god, Justin Timberlake
1: Look, no, let me stop you right there. We, we will not call that. We don't, I don't have enough respect for this person to call them by their name. I can get sued for this. People can shoot me in my front lawn. Fine. I'm not calling him Justin Timberlake on here. Um, it's our podcast. I'm going to refer to him as Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. We'll go with that. Instead of what I want to call him, which is an expletive that I don't want to use on here. Justin Timberlake.
0: Like, he's just, ugh. like I saw an interview of him um i don't know who he was talking to uh, somebody uh, i think it was some MTV VJ. Mm-hmm. and this wasn't in the this wasn't in the um, yeah. the documentary it was like they were asking him about janet jackson and what he could have done to more support janet jackson and all that and he was like well i don't know he said something 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 like oh well i what more could i do and then also in in, in another part of me i also think What about the weapons of mass destruction? And I kid you not, (laughs) I was like, this man is evil. (laughs) He's evil. There's something wrong with him.
1: That's one of those, like, take off your glasses and, like, strenuously rub your eyes there's
0: something wrong with him I need to find that clip I will send it to you and sorry I wish I could put it into this podcast right now yes. but I don't know we need I do and licensing
1: all that yeah. we'll
0: figure it out as we keep going on we'll we'll be able to put some clips in for you for things that we do talk or, about yeah
1: or link things too
0: yeah but it was just like wait <sighs> what there's <laughs> there's something off with was- him he's just something off with him He's not. He's. I don't think he's a good person. I don't. I don't know him personally, so I'm just going off of what I see through the lens of what we're we're shown. Right. I don't think he's a good person. So that's he just keeps getting worse and worse. To me, he's just worse and worse. I mean, I saw another thing today about him doing a performance with Kylie Minogue. Is it Minogue? Yeah. 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 And he did a performance with Kylie Minogue, and apparently, she told him that she didn't want to have her 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 butt slapped during the performance and he still did it after during the performance and he said well if you were in my position you would have done it too so yeah. that was just a weird thing to read today as well and I'm like so there's just so much coming out about
1: everything that's tomorrow is so telling i don't know <laughs> it's it's whether it's like the paparazzi like all just and and even the white men you and I said that we weren't sure how negatively impact how how if Kevin Federline negatively impacted her Mm -hmm. as badly as the other men in her life I personally can't hold him to that same I guess um standard as her dad and justin timberlake and matt lauer and jay leno and that main main paparazzi guy that took the picture of her with the umbrella and said well yeah oh i do my job the screen i was just
0: you and even in if they're filming
1: this in what like 2019 2020 2021 how are you living in this current reality of mental health social awareness Mm-hmm. Empathy, compassion, transparency. You're still, you're still trying to find a way to mitigate through your cognitive dissonance. I'm, I'm not a bad guy. I was just doing. We're the paparazzi. So paparazzi, that's what supposed to do. What we're supposed to do. You're also a human being. Be a humanitarian and yeah, don't you didn't do have that
0: to, to do, do all, all that. of that. You
1: he also he 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 laid out and set up the scene of how you know Brittany was trying to see her kids twice and wasn't able to, and so she was obviously her head was already shaved at that point you know she's going through something yeah so obviously you're an idiot or you're i'm not going to call him a sociopath or you're just you know
0: it was just it's, just terrible and yeah, just a-hole in,
1: just, in the realm of justin Timberlake himself and you know we're we, we can't even address the whole janet jackson thing without dedicating a whole true crime segment to that
0: right <laughs> that would be another true crime segment right.
1: That would, in even like rankings of true, like the worst true crimes to happen through history. Like that, that would be hard to rank because I feel like that would fall in the top five. Like it, he's consistently, it just, let me just calm down. For years, I have just, people bring him up and I don't get a good feeling about him. I don't really like him. I, we caught on kind of early of just like, you know, Justin Timberlake like a white soulful um, black guy. That you and I have expressed in our personal conversations, and I'm not going to say here, just like we've seen the transition and the trajectory of his career, um, at a, and we've seen mm-hmm. exactly what's going on in the black community as that line up with that trajectory of his, and it's very, again, like the word I'm using here is just very telling.
0: Yeah, he he uses certain he uses he he knows how to na- navigate to what he wants he to does. Wants, He's wants a very to Smart do. dude. And, and don't get me wrong, okay. like. I I like just some Justin Timberlake songs. Like his Mirrors album was excellent. Like right. he has good music. We're not, I'm not taking away from his musical He's talent. He's very talented. He's very talented, but him as a person, like, I don't know. And that's know. where
1: it gets hard is like separating, especially because when you have such a malignant character is that like the art that you put out, sometimes it makes it makes it very difficult to enjoy that art. It's like I've yeah. Try to become um, a country singer. And you've gotten me to enjoy country more in a way that I didn't I wouldn't ever go near country a lot of a lot um throughout well, the majority of my life. You have got me to appreciate it more. Donald Trump became a country singer, I can listen to his music.
0: Yeah, that one you can't even separate. I can't, yes. I can't, I couldn't separate that. And
1: for anybody who's potentially gonna say, Are you really comparing Justin Timberlake and Donald Trump? That's not what I'm doing. And don't even try and trivialize the argument that I'm making here by deflecting like that. No, I'm just be specifically speaking to the fact that sometimes it gets very hard to separate a character or an artist from their art. Yeah, because they are a human being first. And if you're a crappy human being, I don't know if we ought to lionize or reward bad behavior with again rewards
0: with reward yeah
1: and and just and to like touch on some last stuff about that documentary um there was something I was going to say about um her dad but I forgot just
0: her dad is just like give her her give her her rights back why do you still need it you have all the money in the world She's probably giving you so much money. You could probably right. strike a deal, and she can probably give you like five million dollars. then but you, you know, like
1: she, you've, she's given you enough money. You don't need any more enough,
0: money. Exactly. Even the fact
1: that they highlighted that she's probably she's paying for all those legal teams through her her income, and and that's what I was going to touch on is we've we've seen all of this stuff about Brittany throughout the years, and you know as we've gone as we've become more hopefully compassionate. Sometimes I think it's performative and more empathetic and more transparent about things. This really was very eye-opening still, because not only, like I said, the way they framed it in terms of like, you know, her upbringing and like how her family was really behind all of this, um, like behind her fame. I mean, not just like, not just the the conservatorship and all that, Mm -hmm. but it's just, I'm going to use the word gripping like you used before. It, it it just grips me every time I think about, every time I think back to it and thinking about how we're in this time and era of not stigmatizing mental illness and appealing yeah. to somebody's humanity and how she just did not get that through so many formative years of her life. She was, in a lot of the, th- the things that they were highlighting, she was like 16, 18, 22, 24, um, and then I think the conservatorship was like what twelve years ago, and Britney Spears is thirty nine, so she was twenty seven. So she's literally around our age. Yeah. When like when the conservatorship starts to happen, when she's when she's already had two kids and like the hormones and you know her body's going through all those transitions and changes and affecting her, on top of having like this immense pressure of being this extremely famous person who doesn't even have like who's not who's not afforded an, an ounce of privacy you know how private we are, even to a sense.
0: Yeah. It's just too much. It was just too much.
1: It's too much for one human being to take. And so it's, it's just so painful looking at those interviews, specifically Matt Lauer and, and um, Diane Sawyer, because Jalen didn't interview her. He just made fun of her. But yeah. those two sat her down and just went in on her. And she cried on in both of those interviews. Anybody, I mean, anybody who's not um, my ex-roommate or, you know, um, a sociopath, when somebody starts crying you don't go in more you back off and you know it appeals to your humanity some people yeah like matt lauer and diane sawyer just went even further and you i just don't even know how to even like look at the psychology or try and see the motives behind that like we're just discussing
0: ah just for they they do it for the ratings they just yes, do it for the ratings unfortunately but yeah well we don't want to spoil too much about it hopefully we didn't spoil it for anybody that hasn't seen it but Please go watch it just to see the We really
1: couldn't spoil it. there's so much to it
0: <laughs> this show true. there's so much to it, so yeah that's our true crime of the week, our de facto social wrongdoing of the week, what we're going to call it. We'll eventually start talking about some crime de de juro crime narratives as well, but right. for the most part, we had our, our the social wrongdoings to talk about so to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> Very hard to avoid. So we're gonna go into the last segment of the night, which yes. is the of the pod <laughs> from one why. musician
1: to another. Yes,
0: <laughs> from Brittany to Bob. <laughs> so this is called Bob's Bops, and honestly, we will explain the Bob name. We both call each other Bob. <laughs> we'll explain it. It's <laughs> a really cute story <laughs> as you as we go forward. But really, you coming back for more? We're calling this Bob's Bops, and this is just basically any weekly um music that i find interesting and fun to listen to i just want to recommend for anybody to listen to so this week i'm going to talk about three artists and the first one i'm going to talk about i think he's called i think he goes by kd or Kid i don't maybe i'm sound maybe i'm sounding old now that i don't know how to say people's names but he's a ghanaian artist (laughs) and his song is called say cheese and it's just so so fun to dance to and seeing all the the dances online people doing to the song i just want to learn all the dances along to it we haven't been to a party in so long this pandemic it's been so long. every Facetime
1: time with you was a party what
0: <laughs> right <laughs> true <laughs> so uh but it's just his, his song is so fun and just makes you want to dance and i just really love it so i'd recommend listening to that if you want to have a, a good time and start dancing then going into the second artist is banjess and banjess is a sister duo they're N- nigerian american so nice. artists they have like their music is just so so good and i'm not even going to just recommend one song i'm going to recommend their most recent ep called homegrown it has great features on it like with you you'll you'll, fig- you'll find new artists it has an artist called phony people and Masego. Masego is not a a new artist but maybe people haven't heard of him. I'm pretty sure people have heard of Masego but they have just such great features on there and also just want to specifically point out that they start their EP with a song called Come Over. Such a great song and then they end their EP with the song called Come Over Again and they really exemplify how to do an actual remix of a song. It's just you have to listen to it just to just to hear what I'm talking about. So if you're really into R&B music, I would say listen to this homegrown EP. Like all the songs are great. I really love it, and I'm I keep listening to it over and over again. And then finally, I'm gonna end it off with one more artist, and then he's this song is actually featuring Sago and this song is called Surf. And the artist is, name is Xavier Omar. Xavier Omar has wonderful music. He always has. Yeah, I love the name Xavier. It's just such a great name. Like, <laughs> but the song. The song is called Surf. It's just. It's just the. The title says it all. Just the song. The 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 word Surf. You can just kind of feel what what that song is going to sound like. Don't want to spoil what it sounds like. Because just when you hear it for the first time, you're like, ooh. Yeah, this is such a great song. So the title fits the song. The title fits the song. So those are my recommendations for the week. Some some weeks I will not have as much. Some weeks I'll have a lot. I just whatever I'm feeling even that 100%. week is what I'm gonna was what I'm gonna give. So that is our final segment of the night. Choma, do you have any um, songs that I you want to talk about? No, I'm I'm telling I
1: I really just in fact I'm just even speaking to say that um, I just love subjecting myself and some, like I'm just submitting myself to your musical prowess because this is why I love this segment you like Bob slash cassie Cassie Bob gives me the previews of the music she's gonna put on here um, when we're working this out and I I got a chance to listen to these especially the Van Jess album I'm not I'm somebody as a middle child I like to undersell things um, and I'm I don't I will risk it this all of these artists but specifically that Van Jess album. Oof, we're going through it right now in quarantine and yes. I'm, doing a lot of, um, I'm doing a lot of dedicating a lot of energy to this path this um, personal project I'm working on and this was giving me I don't I only want to say the cliche of giving me life because I don't want to trivialize how how talented they are this yes. was, you have a knack
0: and I will thanks I mean but as time goes on I'll start putting these um recommendations I have on on a playlist that I can share with you all yes. and if you want to listen to it. For sure, listen to it. If you do not, that's okay. If you don't like it, that's okay. Um, so yeah, um, it's been really fun doing the podcast with you, Chow. It's uh, we're hoping anybody that comes across this and listens, you enjoyed listening to it as well. And Thanks. if you didn't, what is our saying? Sounds like a personal problem. Sounds like a personal problem. Lock, slaps doesn't slap <laughs> anybody listening to this
1: we just mainly put this out because we like to share and connect with everyone. like we just we're very sharing and connecting individuals and we just we know how hard this past year has been and we just enjoy each other's company so much that we hope that anyone listening to this either can learn something from us or tap into something they hadn't been tapping into or just enjoys themselves along with us um yeah. i think it's criminal <laughs> true friend uh how much fun we have together sometimes and that you know we don't get to to share that energy with other people. Not that what I'm saying, like, I think we're so great. I think you're so
0: great.
1: And I'm trash, not even golden trash. Um, But I just think that time that I spend with you is just, it's just so much fun. It's criminal and it'd be criminal not to share it. Not to
0: share it. So we just say thank you for listening. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, we have an Instagram. We'll start posting on there soon. But if you want to just give it a follow, when, whenever you hear this, go ahead. It, it's, it is called slap underscore podcast. So S-L-A-P-P underscore podcast. And give us a follow if you'd like to.
1: Yeah, come sip some tea with us and enjoy the pet tea. And... Okay, I'm going to stop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you, Chama, for this wonderful for being... time. Thank you for being you. You're going to make <laughs> the world a better place, starting with this podcast. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone.